you're sick go seek help i'm diagnosing you as a sick bitch you are a sick bitch self explicit with Mar, where we get explicit about life so y'all just recently turned 20 your boys in the dub club finally oh my gosh i am 20 now my friends people when i tell people like i'm 20 now like it don't really hit to them that i'd be like taking this so seriously because it's like i envision myself being in a different place at a younger age honestly i feel like it's a because of social media I feel like within society, the pressures of seeing everybody become successful at a young age, it's like now I feel like I need to get on my shit because I need to get on my shit sooner than later. I miss the days when when you were 20, it was okay to be poor and broke, but now it's not okay to be poor and broke at a young age because so many young people are now successful. Back in the past and prior, you wrote, it was okay that you were 20 and broke because it's like you're young you're 20 and clueless like that's what you were supposed to do blame society blame the fact that it's a lot of pressure on younger people to be successful now and it's nothing wrong with young people being successful it's nothing wrong with being poor at a young age it's nothing wrong with not having your life together but it will be dumb to ignore the fact that society has set this new standard for young people to be more successful now next up before I get into the main topic, I want to talk about Blueface and Christian be the bitch ass rock. That bitch got hands. I saw on Twitter somebody said that that bitch got two nigga names in one. That's how I know she got hands. That bitch got thumpers. Oh, yeah. There were some, like, problems people had because they was like, why did he fight her? But do you see how that bitch fight? That bitch fight like a man. She can fight a... You motherfuckers probably can go hand in hand. I felt like she was holding back, to be honest. That bitch wrong. That's a scary girl. That nigga was fighting for his life. Y'all don't know what she do. That bitch got hands. Beat his mama ass and his sister ass. And tried to be my his ass. Couldn't be me. She must have good coochie. I think she got them waterworks. I think she got that row with her country. I think she got that magic springs between her knees. Because it's like, you stayed with her after she beat your sister ass, your mama ass. She almost beat your ass. You had to beat her ass. And you still laying up with the bitch. I don't know what she got. She got to have something. Because that nigga is staying with her. And honestly, I feel like people that like act like her are sick in the head. If you act like Chris, Chris Sean beat a bitch ass rock, you're sick. Go seek help. I'm diagnosing you as a sick bitch. You are a sick bitch. Fellas, if your girl relates to anything that Chris Sean beat a bitch ass rock does, please send her to a mental facility immediately because she's a sick bitch. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. I just tell them. I want to get into the main topic of the episode and i'm so excited about this the topic is is cheating a deal breaker okay so i went on my instagram stories and i posted a poll asking my followers if cheating was a deal breaker of course everybody in their mama said yes and literally one person said no and believe it or not i actually agree with the one person that said no i am not a cheater myself but i do not feel like cheating is the end all be all for a relationship 
Cheating is not a deal breaker. It's the lying about the cheating that's really the deal breaker. You feel me? Because it's like now you really broke my trust. So cheating itself, if a nigga is honest and told you, yeah, babe, I stepped out. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Da, 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 blah, say, blah, say, blah, say, blah, say. Whatever a nigga going to say. Well, of course, feel upset. But nine out of ten, you're going to forgive that nigga if you really love him. But the fact that a nigga can lie to your face and break that trust of the fact that I know you cheated on me and I caught you in the act of cheating on me and you lied to me, that's so different. And I feel like that's really the deal breaker in relationships. That's really the deal breaker. It's not the cheating. It's not the act of cheating. It's the fact that the nigga lied about cheating. That's really the deal breaker for that relationship. Because I couldn't be with nobody that lied to me. But I could be with somebody that cheated on me. And honestly, a lot of people say that cheating is a deal breaker, but half of y'all have gotten cheated on and half of y'all stayed, so somebody's lying. I'm just honest with myself. You should be honest with yourself, too. If motherfucking Daquan cheated on you right now, I know for a fact that you're going to stay with Daquan. To close out this topic, what I am going to say is cheating isn't the deal breaker. It's the fact that the person lies to you about cheating. That's the deal breaker. I feel like your trust is more broken when a person lies to you about what they did when you know for a fact they did something. That's a deal breaker in a relationship. But the act of cheating itself isn't necessarily the deal breaker. Shoot me if I'm wrong. Because I feel like 9 out of 10 if your nigga came up to you and told you himself that he cheated on you, you would get upset, but it would not be the end of their relationship. But if you found out that nigga was cheating on you, you confronted him about it, then he lied about it. That's different. Boom. And also, if the nigga cheat on you and keep it behind your back, that hurts more than a nigga just straight up telling you when he did it. Am I wrong? If your nigga, I'm finna ask y'all this. Would you be more mad if your nigga told you he cheated on you right when he cheated? Would you stay with him? Or if he lied about cheating on you and you find out that he did in fact cheat, which scenario is going to be the reason that you actually leave the nigga? So next up I want to talk about is confusing chemistry with compatibility. A lot of people get into relationships thinking that just because they have good chemistry with a person, that they are compatible. When in fact, the two things are different. First of all, I'm going to give y'all the definition of what chemistry and compatibility are. So basically, in short terms, compatibility is the natural alignment of lifestyles. Chemistry is the emotional connection present when two people are together. So an example of chemistry would be, the passion you feel with a person and what attracts you to a person. That's chemistry. Compatibility would be like your basic values and your basic beliefs. Listen, a relationship needs both in order to work. You need both chemistry and compatibility to work. But if you only have compatibility with no chemistry, the relationship won't work. And if you only have chemistry and no compatibility, the relationship also won't work. So, you need both, but they're mutually exclusive. You feel me? They're two different things. A lot of people be like, oh my God, he makes me feel good. He makes me happy. When I'm with him, I smile. 
But later on down the road, you start to realize that you want kids, that nigga don't want no kids. You want to get married, that nigga wants to be a bachelor his entire life. That's where that chemistry and compatibility comes in. He makes you feel good. He makes you happy. But in actuality, y'all lifestyles will never align for y'all to truly be together. Because y'all value system, which I believe are fundamentally different. Me personally, I have many relationships with good chemistry and no compatibility. Thinking that I love the person just because they made me feel good. But in reality, I started to realize that our values and our lifestyles just differ too much. I'm clingy. You want space. Those two things are not compatible. But when we speak, we have good conversation. When we're together, we have good sexual tension. That's chemistry. So, like, when we're together, that chemistry is good. But later on down the road, that compatibility is truly going to become a problem. Don't confuse chemistry with compatibility. You need both, honestly. Honestly, in a relationship, you need both. You need both chemistry and compatibility. You need somebody that's going to make you happy to talk to, make you feel that passion, make you feel that love, while also simultaneously aligning to who you are as a person y'all get into relationships just because somebody make you feel good and bubbly inside not realizing that this person value system doesn't even align with your values this person's values don't even align with your values stop confusing chemistry with with compatibility stop thinking that just because this person makes you feel good the relationship is going to work. It's so much more to a relationship than chemistry. Compatibility is very important. They're both just as important as each other because without one or the another, the relationship would never work. But people often find themselves in situations with good chemistry and no compatibility. I don't picture a situation where you have good. Yes, I do. And also, people also find themselves in situations where they have good compatibility, but no chemistry. Good compatibility is basically like dating a nigga. It's when you date by how a nigga looks on paper or how a person looks on paper. But when you sit down in front of this nigga, you get to talking to him. You just be on it and you're bored. Y'all have no chemistry. So, basically, the point is the two are not, I think the two are mutual the two are mutually exclusive but you need both in order for a relationship to work so basically to end off this topic because i'm gonna talk about something else chemistry is what brings you is what attracts you to another person it's the passion you feel it's the bubbles in your stomach it's the oh he's a funny guy oh he's so charming that's that chemistry it's the sexual tension but compatibility is truly what makes a break the relationship you cannot have one or the other you need both they are mutually exclusive so yeah find a partner that you have both with and i think you're going to be happy so moving on to the last topic i want to talk about i'm probably gonna talk about this for like a short moment but i want to talk about scamming real quick scamming 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 everybody wants to be a scammer and only honestly kudos to all the scammers out there that's making thousands of dollars and running up that bag i am so proud of you i am so proud of you for taking money out those people bank account and putting it into your own pockets 
congratulations. And you think I'm being sarcastic, but I'm being so serious because if I had the balls or the guts to do it, maybe I would not be in college right now and I would not be working so hard in life. Scamming is for scammers. And that's the message I want to get to clear. Everything is not for everybody. Scamming is for scammers. Okay. If you're not a scamming ass, scheming ass bitch, you're probably not a scammer. Everybody can't be a scammer. Everybody probably wants to scam. Everybody that scams will probably tell their homeboy that it was a good idea for them to scam. They'll probably try to push scamming on other people because it was like, okay, you look at people that scams lifestyle. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, they get all the stuff that I want. They live in that rich life. They live in that rich bitch, prissy, high class, high luxury life. But what I'm here to tell you is that scamming is not for everyone, sweetheart. We need some good people in the world. Not saying scammers are bad people, but we need people that make legal money in the world. Okay? We need everything. Leave scamming to the scammers. Because not everybody can be a scammer. Not every lane is the lane for you. Just because you see somebody doing good in the lane that they're in doesn't mean that if you jump into their lane, you're going to do good yourself. Okay? That's why everybody has a different life path. Okay? Your life path will eventually work out for you. But if you keep switching lanes, jumping from lane to lane because you see people getting doing better in different lanes and not sticking to your own lane, you will never be successful slash happy in life because you're steady trying to do what the next person does, not realizing what they have to do to get there, not realizing the troubles that they have to face. Every person is built different in this lifetime and we're all built to live the life that we live. Scammers are built to be scammers. Doctors are built to be doctors. Lawyers are built to be lawyers. Everyone has their own lane. Scamming might not work out for you. Like, bitch, you you might scam. And the minute you do, you might be the bitch that get caught. Ima- don't, I haven't seen not one bitch get caught for scamming. But imagine being the dumb bitch that do get caught for scamming because you just don't got it in you. That's not your purpose. That's not why you are on earth. Okay? Don't be that stupid bitch that starts scamming because you see how much it benefits the next person. And it's just so happened you get caught because your life path did not mean for you to be a scammer. God did not want you to be to uh, God did not want you to be a scammer. If you God wanted you to be a scammer, you would have been a scammer now. Stop jumping from lane to lane to um stop jumping from lane to lane to attain success because you see someone else in another lane doing well. Stick to your own lane and success will come to you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So now I want to just talk about what's bothering me. And this is going to be very reminiscent of my earlier episodes where I just start going off and start rambling. So yeah, first thing I want to fucking talk about is Crimson Chin. Crimson Chin, Natalie Nunn. Crimson Chin. She's a very sick bitch. She has put all these girls on this TV show. She's narcissistic as fuck. How you are both an executive producer? 
How are you both an executive producer and a member of a reality show? Are you fucking the owner of Zeus? Because you got to be. And then you degrade women and you talking about how you want to support women and get to the bag. And you degrade all the women around you. You do so much shit for attention. I do not like that sick bitch. You are a very sick bitch, Natalie Nunn. Crimson chin. Moon pie face. Y'all had all these niggas from around the world fly out to Houston to embarrass themselves for Natalie Nunn. People flew across the world from across the nation, flew to Houston, Texas to audition to be on a show called Bad Boys Club. Audition for Natalie Nunn and them other little niggas that was on the show. Are y'all dead desperate for attention? I know I cannot talk shit about embarrassing myself in front of so many people because I'm sitting on this fucking last podcast with this small ass audience for now. Embarrassing myself for no one to practically watch. At least y'all got the attention that you wanted. Hey, I can say you're doing better than me. Kudos to you. High five. Natalie Nunn and Natalie Nunn, Jonathan, them, where the money reside ass niggas. Who the fuck are they? Y'all auditioning for them? Y'all acting the ass for them? You are sick, bitch. Do not. I could never imagine. Okay, wait. Before I go on. I understand the younger people doing it, the 20 year olds, you know, you know, the 20s, the 21s, the 22s. I understand, you know, it's an experience. You want to prove that you're the baddest nigga. You want to beat niggas ass because you used to watch Bad Girls Club when you were younger. I know, I know how I feel because I used to watch Bad Girls Club. And like, I remember being like, oh, okay, I could picture myself being in the house with a bunch of niggas and, you know, throwing them hands with a bitch, you know getting my ass beat getting jumped and shit talking shit and getting kicked out the house or just leaving the house on my own but now that i'm older i look back at that show and look back at how they acted and realize them bitches were weird that show was weird it was miserable that show was very low vibrational that show is very very low vibrational it is it is i gotta bring my i gotta bring my jonathan out the karen in me is named jonathan this show's very low vibrational. Very low vibrational. I would never, I would never let my kids see that. These kids, these kids, these hoodlums are embarrassing themselves for that Natalie Nun girl. Y'all embarrassing yourself to go on a TV show that's not even on a real network. Not discredited than Zeus because it is black owned. But I'm also going to discredit Zeus because I'm not going to discredit Zeus because it's black owned. But I am gonna discredit it because of the way that they show black people. Zeus is a dark network. It shows black people in the worst light I've ever seen them in. We have 40-year-old men, 40-year-old men fighting over rooms. We have strippers performing in front of Jocelyn Hernandez, embarrassing themselves and getting talked down and belittled. We have other girls on baddies, whatever the fuck they doing. A show that has no plot. A show that has no plot line. Please, please tell me what Baddie South and Bad Boys Clubs was about. Please tell me the point of what they were doing. Please tell me what they were trying to do. Because at least, please tell me the purpose. What is the purpose of those shows? Y'all can't even sit here and tell me the fucking purpose because them shows are stupid as fuck. 
Bad Girls Club at least had a plot. It had a point. You get some bad girls. You put them in the house. Hopefully, they start to grow and change as a person. And so all them old ass hoes that's still trying to get and reclaim their fame from Bad Girls Club, let it go. You do not want to be remembered in their light. Please pull like a please pull like a Clermont Terrence. Them bitches, you don't see them bitches fucking buck wilding to be on fucking TV and shit. Shout out to the Clermont Terrence. They're the only girls that I think did it right. Natalie did, Natalie did it right for a second. Natalie's still doing it right. Because she acted, she's doing right. Honestly, Natalie's doing it right. She's above y'all bitches. And she's showing that. But the Claremont twins are doing it better. She's, they're doing it better than all them bitches. Them, you bitches could never do it like the Claremont twins. They have been in Yeezy campaigns. I love them. They perfectly perfected that bimbo aesthetic. Like, they perfectly perfected it. They give aesthetic. They be on fucking shows, campaigns. They do shit that you, them other girls are not doing. They scam niggas. They get money. I love them bitches. They pull up in Rolls Royces. You other hoes. Y'all weird. Y'all are very fucking weird. So I'm going to start diet, giving a diagnostic test to you bitches. Bitches got motherfucking, I don't know who I am, 19. You bitches have, I'm not standing my lane. Itis, you bitches have. I take life way too seriously. Answer. Okay? You bitches are sick. You bitches are sick. You bitches need help. Go get that help. Thank you for watching. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Do this.